It's time for another episode of the Kicking Out Podcast. Oh, God! Nobody! Nobody's what? Nobody's ever done that! A podcast focusing on AEW. Two! No! That doesn't mean our hosts won't go down rabbit holes and end up talking about other promotions. Let's, let's rewind because I like to go down rabbit holes. But they try to keep focused on AEW. I told you, we can't go down rabbit holes. Join Tanner Lee, Austin Shepard, and Paul Zartman. I don't have control, do I? As they recap this week's episode of AEW Dynamite. If we went off matches here, I'd be champion. If, if some bucks were candy nuts, it'd be Christmas all the time. Don't forget to listen to the Kicking Out podcast wherever it is you listen to your other podcast and if you're listening on apple podcast be sure to give the kicking out podcast that five star rating these boys want to be five star kop don't forget to check out kickingoutshop.com it's your place to go for great merchandise from the kicking out podcast that way you can support a great podcast and look fantastic doing so get that dude some pants this is the first boys a rabbit hole in the closing and now let's get right into it it's another episode of the kicking out podcast It's Wednesday night. It's February 8th, 2023. Paul's laughing at me for some reason. I'm uh, Tater Lee back this week. Co-host Paul Zartman, Austin Shepard did a great job like usual last week. Not too much trash talk, boys. I I appreciate that. Uh, Well, rabbit holes. That's all I've got to say. There was was quite a few rabbit holes, but uh, expect nothing less. I mean, I wasn't going to wear my IU shirt tonight. (laughs) I had it on. I went with the more appropriate shirt. Yeah. But yeah. I I did have it. It was, yeah. I got home from work and I put that old IU shirt on. I'm like, this is for Tanner tonight. I, I, I was kind of surprised when he came on camera that he didn't have a hat or something. I was expecting something. Oh, man. That's all right. What I, goes around comes around. So, And, and you know. We have to play at Purdue at the uh, end of February first, twenty fifth on the twenty fifth. Yeah. So, hey, I've always said playing on the road in the Big Ten oh. is the hardest thing in college sports, whether it's football or basketball. So, yep, you're right. It is. It is. It's. Uh, it's that's tough. what makes. Hey, I don't give a you know what about national championships. I know everybody's going to say blah blah blah, but Big Ten, when it comes to basketball and football. Toughest conference in America. I'll fight you to the grave. I know this is not a sports podcast. <laughs> Why not start this podcast going down a rabbit hole, right? Yeah, I this is a new one. Expect anything else from you, Shep? I know. We, we've never done it. We're top in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> now we need to start talking hockey. Be t- we'll we'll yeah. put you on that, Shep. Hey, until I- next week. I don't know, you know what about hockey, but I did have a drink with Marty McSwirly from the 80-some whatever the uh, guy was. It was uh, (laughs) – I I can't even remember. I've had a couple drinks since then. Um, Yeah, Marty McSwirly from the Calgary Flames. There you go. Yes. That Mm -hmm. dude is a legend. And I didn't meet him until uh, last November – he did a little show in this golf tournament thing I was in. Had a drink with him. Dude's a legend. Marty McSorley, my favorite hockey player of all time. Sounds like a, he needed a jersey. <laughs> dude, dude, I mean, look up the Marty McSorley clips. Dude's a legend. I'm going to have to do that after this tonight. I'm going to go down a different rabbit hole on YouTube. 
Okay. Anyways, hey, let's talk about professional wrestling. Let's do it. It was a hell of a show tonight, boys. It was. Yes, it was. I mean, I'm trying to remember the last time Dynamite had a show like this. Um, speaking of just what happened in the ring. Wow. It's been a while. It's been a while. Because every time I think of matches like this, I go to a pay-per-view. Yeah, everything but one match. One match was a throwaway, which nothing on that. But, yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah. Shocked on the finish. The crowd was shocked. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Hey, this crowd was – here's how I knew they were shocked. This crowd was hot. Yes, they were. It was the – First show El Paso's had in 20 years of uh, national professional wrestling. Wow. They were on fire. They were on point. And then the finish happened in the main event. And you could have had it up. And I'm like, cool. I wasn't real shocked by the finish because kind of, I kind of predicted it a few weeks ago, but I was shocked how it got there. I thought, I thought it'd be Um, a little different angle. Man, I feel like they are, and and okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna take my AEW hat off on and and put on my outsiders hat. I feel that they are just shitting on the tag titles, passing around so quick, but yet the trios titles are all of a sudden the holy grail. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. I'm not just saying because the target EVPs are holding them. <laughs> I, I'm just like, and I don't, and not just because I'm a Dax Harwood. I was, was going to say you listened to the pod today, didn't you? Well, I've listened to a lot of it. It was pretty I'm good. To the it end, pretty good. It's pretty. Good. Um, I'm behind, so don't don't spoil <laughs> it for me. Yeah, it's another good one. There's a reason he's the number one wrestling podcast in America right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. He's the number one wrestling podcast before it ever debuted. What are you guys talking about? That's true. Poor Jim Cornette. You know he's got to be just sour <laughs> over it. Even though he's a huge FTR fan. One of the only AEW talents he would ever even ent- entertain on his show. And now mm-hmm. he's just getting buried. Both of his shows are getting buried by them. Well, he, you know he hates Conrad. Because every podcast Conrad comes out past us is so well, and and let's let's be honest. Who's the uh, uh, David? What's his name with Dax? Uh, Matt Coon. Matt Coon. Sorry, mm-hmm. David Coon. Matt Coon. Not a bad uh, podcaster, but if you would compare him to Brian Last, ooh, I mean Brian Last is just up here and. And nothing against this guy. I mean, he's he does well, and 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 Dax does awesome in the show and carries it. He asks the right questions, but um, as a flow guy, man, I'd rather listen to Brian last all day long. That's fair. Um, but yeah, those guys are just getting their tail kicked in right now. And I know that's hey, they're in the they got two out of the top five wrestling podcasts in America. They're doing okay, um, but still, it's it's got to just. Chap their ass a little bit. Just wait. We're going to pass Cornette one day. <laughs> hey. <laughs> you know, if that happens, then then we're talking dollar signs there. Hey, oh, yeah. if, we, if we pass Cornette, um, our language skills will have to be a little bit fine-tuned. Yep. Yep. Mm, as in hit that explicit button sooner, Tanner? 
Hey, so far so good tonight. <laughs> it's, it's, we, we got a lot of show left, though. A lot of rabbit holes go down. Yeah, yeah so. I mean, we, we're only seven minutes in here. so. Well, Dynamite tonight kicked off with uh, MJF's <laughs> 2023 debut. In-ring debut. Yeah. Excuse me. In-ring debut. He got booed out of the building right when his music hit. Then uh, Konosuke Takeshka came out to face him. We knew about this match. Uh, it was advertised last week, or it was made official last week on last week's Dynamite. This was a fun opener. I mean, the guys got a lot of time. I think they ended up about 18 minutes, if I remember correctly. Back and forth. I yeah. thought MJF made Takeshka look like gold. Not that he needs to, because Takeshka is really talented. There's a lot of uh, close falls. Um, in the end, MJF did get the win, though, like we all thought he would. would. Um, and then after the match, after he gets Takeshka to submit to Soul of the Earth, uh, he hits him with the diamond ring, busts him open, follows it up with a series of punches to the face, and then uh, Daniel, or geez, Brian Danielson, <laughs> doing that already, Brian Danielson uh, hit the ring to chase MJF away. Let's start out with as soon as MJF was coming down the ramp, Tony Schiavone called him a prick. That was great. <laughs> I am so here for Shivani's hatred towards MJF. It's, it gets better and better every week. I thought oh, yeah. Shivani and Taz during this match was money. Oh, absolutely. Those two work very well together. Yeah. The more – I mean, I listened to – I remember Taz on WWE commentary. It might have been WF back in the day. And then he went to TNA, whatever it was, Impact. And I'm like, he was just okay. But I don't know, the last – Three months, I think Taz is really just fit in his own, and he is so entertaining. He like 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 Paul said, he works awesome with with Tony Schiavone. Um, and dumbass, take off the mask. You're doing better, but take off the mask. Um, other than that, yeah, I thought those two guys were awesome during this match, just like Takeshna and, and MJF. Yeah, th- this match was fun. No one I reason mean- Taz is. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Paul. I'm sorry. Okay. You, you know, one reason Taz is doing better now, don't you, Shep? He's not really off of the paper. <laughs> I mean, seriously, if you think about it, they have said time and time again that the majority of what they're allowed to say is on a script in front of them, and you don't have that in AEW. Well, that and you don't have a uh, elderly man roided out in your ear. <laughs> Was that too much? Nope. Oh. 100% honest truth. 100% honest truth. Uh, you know that. Pat McAfee's back, just so you know. He'll be joining you during commentary tonight. As you've already announced, he's joining you during commentary. <laughs> you know what, though? That The way they did the Pat – I know. Hey, let's get off it. I think we talked about it. We did. The way they did the Pat McAfee thing was up freaking million bucks that was good i mean that was mm-hmm. a genuine reaction from cole and graves graves went over the top like he normally does but yeah um, you rather that was that. awesome that was good stuff I, I don't hey and and again pat mcafee could be doing this because of the paycheck but i don't think pat mcafee's going down there going look look triple you i'm gonna i'm gonna shoot off the hip because that's what i do best i'm a i'm a i'm an enter- entertainer i'm a stand-up comedian I'm a I'm a sports entertainer because I talk about sports and I entertain people. He's a true sports entertainer outside mm-hmm. the ring. Trips, you can you can maybe give me a little pointers in the ear, but I'm shooting off the old Pat McAfee hip because I'm Pat McAfee. 
they kind of let Pat do whatever he wants, and it works out pretty well. I mean, you kind of have to. Yeah, yeah. But uh, back to the opening match tonight on Dynamite. I guess we're I, AEW. Yeah, yeah, we're get, getting back on track at least for a little bit. Eleven uh, minutes in, and we're finally starting match one. I love how uh, Takeshka tonight did the uh, paid um, honor to Eddie Guerrero. I thought that was really cool, and he yeah. hit the frog splash. I thought he was gonna miss. That was he a big it. frog splash. Yeah, yeah it was. oh yeah, he's a big boy. He yeah. is. I bet you. Uh, like I saw him in South Bend at Warrior Wrestling. I bet you that dude's every bit of six two six three. And he's solid. 26, 27 years old, I think they said he was tonight. Um, Bright future. Yeah. Obviously, we haven't heard him on a mic yet, so I don't know about his English. Yeah. Um, but we can work on that. Yep. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can learn that in a couple of years. I mean. Get him a mouthpiece and call it a day. Well, there, there's a guy I'm going to bring up, and Paul's going to look at me like I'm an idiot, but Tanner's going to understand. In the golf world, Golf world, John Rom. Yeah. Yep. Guy came and played golf in the States in college and listened to rap music to learn English. Mm-hmm. Now he speaks darn near perfect English five years later. Yep. So there, there's a, there's, there's, yeah. There's no right way to learn. I mean, it's, yeah, you just learn however you can. Yep. So I'm, I'm still learning and I've been here for 35 years. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, we weren't going to say that, but you know, oh, I will. Up. I will. Uh, but no, Takeshi's got a bright future. You can tell Tony thinks a lot of him. I mean, he's put him in some high caliber matches, including tonight against the world champ. I just hope they keep pushing him. I want to see him on the Revolution card. Maybe he's in that, assuming they're going to do that brass ring match again that like, they oh, usually do I'm at Revolution. Sure maybe, maybe he'll be in that. I don't know. That was my one big complaint about tonight's show. We still only have one official match for Revolution. You have one, yes. right? One, one, one. And, and we're and that's less the main event. Out the way. That's that's that was my one frustration night. I wanted to get some more. I mean, we kind of can guess where some directions are headed, but I was hoping to have a few more listed that, after tonight. That's typical TK, though. It is. It is. It's just one of my frustrations, though. And I think I think we've all been uh, venting about that, like storyline, oh, yeah. just just lay, play lay it out, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you said, there's there's a there's five or six good storylines going on that you know where they're mm-hmm. gonna go eventually. Right, so. right. And but, you have uh, uh, that's what March fifth, right? Yes. Yep. At, Sunday, at, March fifth. At the end of March, you have an ROH pay per view, correct? Yes. Yep. So, uh, yep. You're gonna they they're gonna start planning that obviously this Friday with uh, Mark Briscoe. So. Right. Oh yeah. Right. Right. Well, I think they've already. I. I don't know. I'll, I'll keep my comment there. I. I think I know the direction they want to do with Claudio's defense, but I'm not. Hundred percent sure. After I said that, I'm like, I'll keep my comment to myself. For yeah, maybe wait next a week. Bit. Maybe next week. Maybe maybe I'll have a better clue after Rampage Friday. Yeah. Um, well, let's just talk about it. You thinking? You thinking Mark's going after that? No, I think. I think Hangman. Hangman never won the ROH title. He's never won it. Correct. Yeah. And you, yeah. could, you could intertwine that with Moxley. I mean, Claudio and, and Hangman kind of got into it a little bit after the uh, match last week. A little bit. Team Mox. I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's 
I mean, because if you you have to have Heyman win it, then, then don't you? So maybe they don't want to take it off Claudio that fast. Well, yeah, because especially because you know they said ROH is going to stay on ROH and AEW is going to stay on yeah, AEW true, going forward once the TV deal is finalized. I, I feel like you got to do something to sell some buys though, because that's Mania weekend. It is. Yeah. Square yeah. Circle Expos April eighth. Just mm-hmm. in case you're wanting to go. I saw that on Facebook. Yeah. So. Meet MJF. <laughs> no. Flip off. No. I don't like that guy. I might hate MJF more than I hate Sammy Guevara right now. That's hard to believe. Yeah. That's how good of a heel MJF has become. He was something tonight. Tonight was MJF's <laughs> show. Dude, if uh, you did not get fined, oh. let me rephrase this. If AEW doesn't get fined by TBS, by MJF's promo, <laughs> Then welcome to the Attitude Era, boys. They have a lot more, uh, how would you say, um, rope to uh, to stretch than I really thought they would. Yeah. I know, I know, they let the uh, the shit bombs go every once sure, in a while. Obviously, but obviously, we said prick. I'm not trying to get the explicit going on here, Tanner. Yeah, you're good. You're it's good. Getting close. Towing the line, <laughs> uh, but the actions. The hand actions and mouth actions by MJF in that promo. This could be a lot of little kids asking their parents what that means. That's what I was thinking right when I saw that. Like, yeah. I mean, this is that point that uh, USA would have called Vince and said, hey, you got to tell those guys to quit doing that until after 10 p.m. <laughs> or until yeah, after 9 at least. This was before 9 p.m. Yeah, yeah, I know. I popped and laughed, but I couldn't believe oh, what I, I did saw. Too. That's what I. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll get to that. We'll get okay. to that. Sorry, sorry. Uh I forgot about this. We saw a video package right after the opening match. Saw Samojo talking about uh everything being right in the world now that he's TNT champion again and he sends a warning to Wardlow uh how he uh took his title and his scalp. So yeah. Yeah. You're coming for my title and I'm or you're gonna take my title, but I'm gonna take everything from you. Yeah, that line that title back. Well, he, he, Joe kind of just gave it away right yeah. there with that one line. You're going to take my title, but I'm going to take everything from you. Yeah, he didn't say you back. may take. He said you're going to take. That and, and you know, Shep opened the show kind of saying his complaints about the tag team titles, and I get that. I, I'm the way, I'm that way with the TNT title. Yeah, that thing changes hands more than the WCW Heavyweight Title did in the year 2000. <laughs> Okay, maybe not quite because that thing was literally changing every hands every week. With David Arquette, Arquette uh, Russo, it changes yeah. hands almost as Dude, much as the twenty four seven title. What was that, Arnie? Hmm? What'd you say? Uh, yeah. our, our what? Mm, yeah, I'm not mentioning him again. Uh-huh. One time for me. I have a different. Uh, I me and Cornette agree on the same name for him. By the way, I mm. think I think mostly everybody does. Something mm-hmm. Something strange. <laughs> You can, can ad lib the what goes in yeah. front of Shane, but yeah. yeah, he's trash, and so is Disco Inferno, and that's the only time I'm gonna say that guy's name too. He doesn't deserve to, any any uh, notoriety. Um, we then got the only women's match of the night. I'm not used to the women's being on the second on the card. Yeah, I know. It took me like an event to realize where it was exactly. Jamie Hader uh, was um, this was an eliminator match against the Bunny. Um, I liked how Hader today on Twitter 
had the gif of Elmer Fudd. I thought that was pretty good. It's like she's going to she's hunting for wabbits tonight. Shh, be very, very quiet. <laughs> I'm hunting wabbits. Yep. Only she got a wabbit. Unlike she Elmer. did, she right. did, and the and the, and the rabbit. AKA the bunny got hurt. Unfortunately, I'm pretty sure awkward landing on her head towards the end of the match. And they yeah. uh, rushed the finish and they had uh, Jamie hit the haterade for the win. I'm pretty sure that wasn't how the finish was supposed to be. Cause it was kind of clunky. Uh, no. Cause I, I've gotten some inside things here and the, the exchange, not just in this match, but in the business here lately. And I'm not going to give too much. I'm just going to say the ref and the bunnies exchange after that didn't go according to plan. Okay. So that indicated an injury of sorts. Yeah. Yeah. It was an awkward landing for sure. So hopefully she's okay. She's just came off injury not too long ago. So yeah. Backstage saw Renee with, uh, Saray and Tony Storm, they congratulate Jamie Hayter on the win, but they also claim she's a loser. Leva Bates, first time we've seen her on AEW Dynamite and God knows how long. Uh, they're talking to yes. her, and then they take her out, say she's a loser, spray paint her with L on the back, and, uh, yeah, continue to make their statements. So they're, they're the new outsiders, I guess, with the spray paint, huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. Pick a color and stick with it. I, I get what they're doing. Okay, I, I do too. But I thought the way they took her out was so weak. Oh my god, it was oh, pathetic. Yeah. And given the chance Leva can actually wrestle, and no, I'm not marking out over her Shep. I'm just saying she can wrestle. Um, I guess I should have directed that at Tanner, not you, Shep. Sorry. Uh, but uh, she can wrestle given the chance, but to just drop her the way they did made the whole segment just look bad. And she and rolled to over. have her cry at the end of it. And she rolled over for them just on command. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I like these two as a heel, but yeah, I didn't care for that spray paint. No. So, so speaking of the women's division, um, you have these two X. Mm-hmm. Uh, corporate America wrestlers coming in mm-hmm. and, and Tony Storm and Soraya. And there's two other corporate female wrestlers um, available. One of them this week dropped her Twitter handle, Instagram handle, dropped the WWE out of it. And that is Miss Fatu Trinity. And obviously, her best friend is uh, Miss Monet. So, I know Miss Monet has a little New Japan business coming up, but do you get a faction of an outsider company coming into AW? Do 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 they eventually copy that and and pull that off? I think it would be perfect for uh, all women's blood and guts. Yeah. So here's my question. Do you incorporate Renee into this somehow? As like they refuse to talk to any other backstage person apart from Renee. You you could do that. Mm -hmm. You could make her involved, make her uncomfortable. You know, where she doesn't understand it and then she gets it at the end. Obviously, she's not getting involved in the match, but. Yeah, you you could incorporate that to get it to get it where like, look, we're only going to do a backstage interview if it's Renee. 
We're not going to yeah. talk to anybody else. We're not going to talk to uh, Chavez. We're not going to talk to Shivani. Marvez. Marvez, sorry. His name is Marvez. Marvez. We're not going to talk to him. We're not going to talk to Shivani. We're only going to talk to Renee. Or that other girl that has been doing some stuff backstage whose name I don't know. Yep, her too. Lexi uh, Near. <laughs> Near. Yeah, her. That's Diamond Dallas Page's daughter. And oh. she's the fiance of Big BL. <laughs> Had to. Sorry. I don't like her. <laughs> Knew that was coming. I don't like her at all. So, so now her segment makes more sense. Thanks for that, Tanner. You're welcome. I hope she gets shit on a lot. <laughs> Not literally, but you know what I mean. <laughs> well, we're up to three now. Sorry. Uh, I'm just, you know, to fire away because it's, it's, I'm checking the box anyway. So um, I don't even remember where we were. Uh, oh, um, uh, I, I still segment. am. I'm intrigued to see where uh, Ruby Soho fits in in this. They're going to make Ruby take sides. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I know Ruby's a face right now, but I think she, I think she goes. Yeah, I do too. I think Ru- and Ruby can work heel. Oh, she did. Yeah. For a while in WWE. Yeah, she mm-hmm. can. Yep. Um, I think she, and, and she'll have to turn on, she has to turn on Brit or somebody mm-hmm. that, that uh, we all like and and do that. So yeah, yeah. But you gotta be careful because you're gonna have. I, I I don't think you can have more than four or five. You get over five and it's yeah. Like, oh yeah, we, we go five we, on five, blood and cuts. People people, people get lost, you know. Mm-hmm. JF stays at five. You get you get over five and you're gonna start going the old NWA day, yeah. NWO days with Wolfpack and this yep. guy, this guy, and blah blah. Yeah, it wasn't NWO A team and B team, and yeah. it wasn't WCW at the end. It was NWO part one, two, three, and four. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Blue World Order and the LWO. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah. You know, because I'm trying to think blood and guts. I know that's like June-ish, May, June. I'm thinking they either do a women's or they could do the elite against somebody, presuming Cole and Hangman somehow get back into the elite. Well, we can have two matches. We can have a men's and a women's match. That'd be cool, too. Yeah. That'd be cool, too. Yeah. So I just think the women deserve deserve it finally because it's never been done. They've never been yeah, part of a blood exactly. and guts. And I'm not a... I'm not a copycat just because NXT does one. You're right. You know, but hey, we can do it on AEW. Mm -hmm. It'll work. I would love, and I didn't get to talk to you about guys about this last week because I wasn't on, but I'd love AEW to do their version of a. a, Yes, I was. Uh, I I wish AEW would do a version of the Royal Rumble. Like, do it like in the summer or something and call it something different. But I think. How, I mean, how could you do that? How could you do that where WWE doesn't – I know. Right. Where if you have 30 guys, 20 guys, 40 guys, but they come in every 90 seconds, you know, they're going to say, hey, hey you're, you're – I know. I mean, I guess they could try to copy what WCW did with the World War match, but with multiple rings. But I don't know. That got cluttered. So if you do multiple rings, you're going to have 60 guys. Yeah, yeah, and that's mm-hmm. what WCW did. Now, now you could do 
and AEW has an, uh, has a big enough roster and they can pull from other rosters, as we can see, you could put two rings and have two entrances from each side. Mm-hmm. And then every 90 seconds you could have, you could have 60 guys. So you could have a guy come down each ramp every 90 seconds, mm-hmm. and a 60 guy battle Royal. Mm-hmm. Okay. So here's, and to go off that, you don't connect the rings. You keep them separated enough to where, you know, everybody can fly over everybody. And you could get a Kofi who gets eliminated <laughs> from one and manages to never touch the floor and jump into the other ring, but far enough apart that nobody's going to get hurt. And then instead of declaring a winner, the final two people in each ring then have a one-on-one match at another point in time. Later that night I, or whatever. Because I know they do the battle royale for the for the diamond ring, you know they do that. But that's like what ten guys, fifteen guys. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just enjoy the rumble so much. I I'm surprised no other promotion has ever tried to put their twist on it. Yeah, I, the Royals are as close as you get. Yeah. So there's a, and the only reason I think that there's a music festival down in Florida. I think it's is it. God, what is it, Tortuga or something? Where they have they have, they're on the beach and they have a stage at each end of the stage, right? So an act plays at one stage, and the act's done. They go to the other stage. So you can have an arena big enough where you have two entrances back to back with the rings in the middle. And yeah, you could do it. Yeah, Tony Khan could could maybe uh, take a loan out and uh, and afford two entrances. I think. Well- Jaguar stadium is big enough. Yes. So okay, here we go. <laughs> okay, good. That's a good. That's another. Good, I was thinking of this the other day. Obviously, WWE runs mm-hmm. the WrestleMania and football stadiums, right? Right. Yeah. How, how long is it before Tony Khan runs a stadium show? Yeah, I. A year ago, I would have said it maybe this year, but. Um, mm. I can see maybe 2024. Now, in the areas I'm asking this, and I love this on a fan aspect, like tonight, that El Paso arena is a very intimate arena. Right. Oh, yeah. It's, it's smaller, just kind of like what we saw at the Pepsi arena in, the, in Indianapolis. You know, they'll run the United Center and they'll do this, they'll do that, but the majority of their arenas are uh, – what would you say a five to eight thousand person arena? Yeah, you know they yeah. they haven't ran the uh, Fort Wayne Coliseum yet, which I think is about a twelve to thirteen thousand person arena. It might be about ten, but it's a little little bigger than they usually run. Which which the Fort Wayne Coliseum for years has been very very uh, loyal to yes. WWE, and they're coming. WWE's coming back in April, so that's my guess why we haven't seen AEW yeah. tiptoe that. So, but, but and no. maybe we use the new house shows that AEW is going to be running to see about trying to fill in some of these bigger yep. arenas. Try it at a house show, so then it's not on television if nobody shows up. Right, which starts in a couple of weeks in Dayton, Ohio, Troy, yep. Ohio, Troy, Ohio. Yeah. yeah. So, which it sounds like, according to Fifle.com, Fifle Select, that. Um, more talent than not are all four of the house shows. Get more reps in, you know. Well, so a lot of them made a comment was 
and I don't know if their their contracts are structured this way. If their contract is structured by a uh, by a parent, mm-hmm. they're more happy to do the house shows than try to sure. find the indie dates on the weekend sure. and go work for another corporation. Sure. And and uh, and and make make money that way. Where if they can work for AW by appearance, yep. get more rep. Yeah. It's best for best for both worlds. That's why I hired oh, Double I J. Say business. <laughs> Double J's ahead of all this supposedly. So uh huh. Just don't let them get a gold involved. Um, <laughs> all right. Don't do it, guys. The catch that don't buy the gold coins. Don't do it. Don't do it. You can pay you with uh, regular cash at Cinnabon. Um, <laughs> speaking of gold, though, MGF was then shown backstage. He gave credit to, K- to Keshka, uh, but said he's no match for a generational talent like himself. He says Danielson treats him like a scumbag, but a man doesn't know what he truly is made of until he has met with adversity. He tells a story back in the day in high school that happened to him when he was younger. Almost got his license revoked for speeding in his blue Camaro. There you go, Shep. Little, uh, he's got a Camaro. <laughs> and he, he posted a picture of it, too, on Twitter yeah. tonight. Yeah, like back in the day. So. At least he's got a Camaro. If he had a, if he had a Mustang, I was going to <laughs> uh, shun him for life. <laughs> uh, and he was saying um, he was going to call this girl Liv. You know, she was the girl that uh, – he couldn't get. She was his. She was his perfect girl in his eyes. So he walked across the, sta- the dance floor prom. Uh, she was his high school crush. Asked her to get in the car with him so they go for a spin. He said it was raining cats and dogs, um, and she was distracting him with a certain motion. That I'm not going to do right here because uh, no one might like somebody will see it. This um, is a family friendly show. Well, not exactly that, but. Uh, <laughs> They crashed into a telephone pole. Her uh, head hit the windshield. She wasn't moving. He could tell she was breathing. Saw the siren. Heard the sirens. Saw the lights coming. Switched her uh, position so it looked like she was driving, and uh, he didn't get in trouble. And he called himself a scumbag and got real passionate about the promo. And it's crazy stuff. He t- he takes it to another level. So, okay, I, I, Paul, Chef's Paul, looking at the Camaro. So, look, and, I, and I'm not being a jerk, okay? Uh, the Camaro that Mr. MJF uh, mm-hmm. tweeted. Standing by. Standing yeah. by. It's a V6. Call me out, MJF. Yeah, unless he was just obnoxious to get tickets, you know. Again, it's it's a wrestling promo, guys, right? Yeah, right. And I love that he tweeted that picture, but the the Chevrolet guy in me looks at that and goes, "It's a nice V six, man." <laughs> so what you sell one of those for? No, I'm kidding. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's just say that Burberry little scarf of his could buy that uh, uh, buy the little V six car. For now, give it a week. Camaro sales are going to jump through the roof because everybody wants a Camaro like MJF. Did Did you guys see the IWC tonight running with the picture of him and Liv Morgan? Because Liv's from yeah, Long Island and she's yeah. two years older than he is. And so when he, when he made that comment, that's the first thing I thought of was like, Oh right, yeah. What's he going to talk about, Liv Morgan? Mm-hmm. 
And then he talked about the attributes and it had nothing yeah. to do with Liv right. Morgan. And I'm like, right. In my mind, I'm thinking there's still something there. Cause yeah, she, mm-hmm. she said she's from long Island as mm-hmm. well. So, and there's been multiple pictures of them together in the last six months to a year. But I mean, obviously MJF has a uh, fiance. She does the paintings or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's yeah. the first thing I thought it was Liv Morgan because. Oh, I think everybody thought that. Yeah. Yep, and uh, in MJF, I, I also popped somebody's tweet because somebody asked, "So did the girl die?" And somebody said, "He called her Liv, not die." At the start, <laughs> so I'm like, "Yeah, that's that's pretty good." It's like a little dark there, but pretty good. So, uh, but yeah, MJF, man, he's. So easy to hate, but God, he's good. He's so good. Mm-hmm. We got we got two really good promos in the world of wrestling this week. Yes, the other one was back and forth between Mr. Cody Rose and Paul Heyman, which uh, Paul can I still bring watch that in. yet. Well, uh, you're missing out. I'll it, get there. It's been a busy it was, week. It was. Uh, I watched it live. Me too. And. It was a 9.1 out of 10. It was really And my harsh. scale is usually really, really harsh. Um, but they – and Paul's so damn good. Uh, yes. He's so damn good about just bringing you in about real life. And he talks about Cody's oh, dad. That, he, that guy. He talks about this. And then all of a sudden, Cody, Cody talks about we were broke. And you, and you promised my dad money. We all know Paul is f- famous for not paying people, right? Bouncing checks. Bouncing checks. And you promised my dad all this money, and you brought him in there. He did the job with Steve Carino, and you paid him. And we were we were whole again. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. Paul paid somebody? Paul was tearing up. I mean, it was. Yeah, I was just like, holy shnikes, man. Okay. Good job, Cody. Good job, Paul. And they just, they both played off of it so well. Yep. I mean, yep. Paul, Paul Heyman could go down as the best <sighs> best promo slash manager in history. Yeah. Yeah. Even let's just throw ECW out of it, okay? Because his ECW storylines were so real. They, that's what that's what drew people to ECW was real life stuff. Right. But just throw ECW out of there. Just look at the work he's done in WWE after ECW. Mm-hmm. And tell me a guy that was a better manager slash promo that just brought you in. Uh, there's there's nobody. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. And, and guess what? I was a huge Jim Cornette fan back in the day, and I think he's great. But I don't think he holds a candlestick to Paul Heyman. Paul's the nope. best on the microphone. Just yes, absolutely. But, I know uh, a guy yeah. who references him a lot for um, learning to cut better promos. <laughs> yeah. Well, Paul, you guys go check that out tonight. It's worth. Uh, I will as soon as we're done here in you know an hour. <laughs> well, uh, Ricky Starks had the uh, gauntlet. He had to go through the JS gauntlet to get to Chris Jericho tonight if he wanted to rematch. Got through a cool hand hand pretty quickly. Got through uh, uh, Matt Menard extremely quickly. Um, so then we weren't sure if he was going to face Daniel Garcia or Sammy Guevara. Ended up he faced Daniel Garcia. They had a good l- little uh, back and forth match until 
Stark's got uh, man. close to the close to the barricade and a masked man with a uh, uh, <laughs> scissor me daddy uh, shirt hits him with the elbow. We're like, I'm like, oh, know who that is? Yep. Uh, Garcia gets him in the ring, gets one, two, three, and the masked man is Chris Jericho. Not the first time we've seen him in a mask. Jericho Housen. Oh, oh, so, that was a painted mask. So I was talking about all in. Yes. The, mask. the Rainmaker. Um it was painted. Um, I liked how this match started. Um I liked how Garcia came down and, and Guevara kind of interrupted, took the spotlight from him. I did not like all of a sudden Garcia's dressing like Jericho with the with the with his uh, ring gear. Uh, the tights with the high Those are from Sammy. I, well, I, I know. <laughs> I mean, I think Garcia, if he's going to, uh, uh, you know, former pure champion or whatever they call him, go back to the tights, the high socks, the low hooker boots, you know, like that was his no knee pads. Like that was his look. And tonight he looked, he looked like a flipping goofball. Mm-hmm. And yep. I flipping so you didn't have to hit the button. Yep. Well, the you button's already hit, it. so go for it. Oh, okay. anyways. It will be hit. But, um, yeah, I just, I don't know. Yeah. I, and, I, and I dislike, like, obviously he's doing his job because I dislike him. I think Sammy Guevara is as annoying as piss. So, mm-hmm. Super cool guy in person, though. Yeah. I, his wife I, sucks, too. You know, Jericho was my wrestler of the year for 2022, but his feud just lasts so long. We know we're going to get him and Starks a revolution, which I'm fine with, but I'm just tired of the JAS stuff. I just. Yeah. It's mm, over. For me. The it's, only thing that makes me laugh anymore in JS is Daddy Magic and the purple hat. I know. Hager's that pops me more than anybody in the group. And I'm like, the fact that I'm saying that. Tells you what I think, but there's too I many of nothing. them. There's too many of them too with Anna <laughs> J and, and Tay Conte, and there's just too many involved. So. If we leave those two out of it, it's fine. Right. Well, backstage we got Billy Gunn and the acclaimed. He said uh, he was staying in the back and got to let them handle their business. And I'm thinking that's a lie, Billy. You're going to get involved. The way they also set this up, that would have been a segment that you normally would have saw right before the match. Right. So I was like, oh, okay, here comes the tag match. Right. I was wrong. We then got uh, Ryan Danielson's last step before uh, solidifying the Iron Man match at Revolution against MJF. He had to go against Roosh, who got paid very handsomely by MJF last week. And Danielson had to make it to the ring first. Uh, MJF came out again, tried to get Aubrey Edwards to count the 10. Um, Takeshka broke Fine. down the... Uh, Broke down the door while and fought, fought off Preston Vance and um, what's his face, Jose? Danielson uh, broke down the door. Danielson broke it down. Okay, let's yes. get fought them often and Danielson yes. sprinted the ring. But MGF called uh, Aubrey Edwards a horse. Uh, Two. <laughs> brought up something about uh, glue factory. He was, he was on one tonight. Three. Um, hey, you're count, you're counting to Shivani's speed that he wanted you to count. Um, but this match, yes. guys, this is one of the best matches I've ever seen on Dynamite. 
Hey, oh, this is a fantastic match. Uh, Danielson is 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 with his past history of concussions. I'm putting him in the Darby Allen category right now. <laughs> I said the <laughs> same thing five years tonight. She was watching this match with me. She was actually pretty entertained by this match, and I said I still feel uncomfortable watching Brian Danielson matches like this, just given his history. Yeah, mm-hmm. flying around, hitting the barricades. Well, well, what about the the, the street headbutts? Headbutts. <laughs> yeah, he is so lucky he didn't go like half an inch more to his left when he jumped through those ropes because that would have ended very badly. But he got busted open tonight. His chest looked like a roast beef. Roosh, who needs Andrade? Roosh proved he can carry that group tonight. I agree. Um, Roosh doesn't need anybody. Roosh is not the greatest on the mic. No. Doesn't have the greatest. And I don't rephrase this. He doesn't have the greatest English. True. I'm sure, I'm sure the guy can talk. Unfortunately, you got jackalopes like you, me, and Paul that probably don't understand a lot of Spanish on PBS television. I was not good at Spanish class, so no. No. I, I took Spanish for two years. It was Spanish one, and I failed both times. That's similar story. So, yeah, I mean, I was asked, I'll admit it. I was asked to leave Spanish after my first semester. <laughs> I think I made it through freshman year, and then first semester sophomore, I'm like, ah, uh-uh, this isn't for me. Yeah, yeah. I took uh, two semesters freshman year of Spanish one, and like three weeks of Spanish two my sophomore year, and was like, yeah, yeah no. <laughs> but. Uh... Uh, He's, I, he was good tonight. This was a fun match. I mean, I feel like when I was watching this match, I'm thinking, are these guys working in in uh, Japan right now? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was stiff. It was stiff, and 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 Danielson was beat up. His chest, his neck. Obviously, he he got color on his forehead. Um, I felt like Roosh sweated a ton. So when Danielson started chopping the heck out of him, it didn't – it kind of blanched off of him a little bit. It didn't freeze him. He didn't have the the redness that that uh, uh, Spokane, Washington, Danielson did or wherever – where's he from, Washington? Tacoma, Spokane. I'm not sure where he's from. Tacoma, whatever. He's so pale, though. He's so pale. <laughs> um, and then Roosh, he's got a tan on him, but I felt like – I felt like Danielson's chops were not effective at all tonight. I think commentary even kind of said that he just is absorbing the hits. Sure. Yeah. But that that was commentary, not me. That was that was because the guy that wears a mask on live television <laughs> said that. But uh, it was a good match. Um, of course, Danielson got the win with the psycho knee. Um, after the match, MGF hobbles down to the ring, drops Danielson with the dynamite. Ring shot and then hammers down more punches on him. Gets locks in salt of the earth and a bunch of security guards had to come out and. Why didn't we? Have, why didn't Takeshi come down and help? Like I don't understand. That's that. what I was wondering too. I was wondering that too. My my thing is if we're gonna have security guards who are that buff looking, try to pull things off of MJF and Danielson. Don't zoom the camera into the point that you can tell they're not even holding on to him and they're not even pulling. Yeah. yeah. So two things. Let's go back to the uh to Kineshna 
spot. Did you yes. see him hand Rinsburg something in his hand? You see him hand that off? I was looking for him to blade himself, but no, I didn't see him hand it he off. Did. But. He did, and he hand something off to Rinsburg, uh, Bryce. Um, I thought that was – I thought the camera was in the wrong spot, obviously. Um, and before that spot, before they went home, when it, when MJF hit the ropes in the two count, the camera came in, and you could hear MJF tell him what to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So those were the two spots that stood out. And then, I yeah, I thought we would see him save Danielson. And I, I figured – so we're here. We're February – what day are we? February 9th? Right? 8th. So we got a month till March 5th, right? Yep. So at some point in time, do we get a Danielson-Takeshna tag match versus MJF and Roof, right? We Roosh, we, we got to get that, right? I bet we don't see him in the ring till Revolution. Yeah. I like the way you think. I wish they would do that. Makes I think it would add, yeah. Maybe give maybe give those guys a week off to heal, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but that'd be a hell of a main event on a dynamite, right? That's free television, guys. Well, they yeah. gotta keep building that because yeah, I thought we were gonna get a few more legs of the Danielson like have to prove it. And they said tonight was the last last straw. So well they said February eighth, he'd become number one contender. You're right. It is the last straw. I mean, what he's done over the last four weeks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. A human body can't keep that up and be 100%. So give a week off and then let us forget about it for a week, right? Here's my and thing. And then bring it back to us. Bring it back to us slowly. You were talking about Takeshka coming down for the safe. How about the BCC? Is Danielson just not in that anymore since Arigo left? Even though uh, it's yeah. tonight. He had, a, he had a BCC shirt on. He came Did he? I, well, I didn't. I didn't pay attention yeah. to that. But well, like, we, yeah, we haven't seen him associated with Yuda or Mox or, or Claudio at all. And although, they didn't come down and save him to begin with anyway, even before Regal left. Right. And, and although I see Claudio and Claudio and Yuda on freaking dark all the time. Yeah. But mm-hmm. so it's Turbo. Yes. Turbo. Now we just need the the dad Dan. Dan the dad. Give, give him time. Give him that, time. That dude's a legend. <laughs> give him time. He'll come back close to Indiana again, and he'll be available to do something, and he'll <laughs> get all elite after that, just like Turbo. Turbo Turbo's. I mean, He's over. Last time I knew Turbo was driving down his IROC Camaro with a twisted sister. <laughs> Youngest guys in the game. Mm-hmm. They call themselves. Uh after this match, we saw Murr and Q from Practical Jokers showing backstage promoting their new season. They stole Floyd, Chris Jericho's bat, and they said, uh, tune in tomorrow night um, to see how Chris Jericho's going to deal with this. So there we go. Well, they said if he wants to deal with it. And then like 30 seconds later, Excalibur says he'll be on in Practical Jokers yeah. to deal with the fact that they stole his bat. Right. So. Yeah, for people that think Dynamite's going to go to a different channel or network for the when the rights fees or whatever deal comes up. No. Nah. No, they're getting way too much out of it right now. Yeah, yeah. We then got the match uh, going into tonight, the match I was looking most forward to because this is kind of my type of wrestling I like. I like the flippity-flop, as Braun Strowman would call it. Uh, we got the Elite 
against Top Flight and AR Fox for the trios championship match. And I kind of felt bad for them because I'm like, they got to follow up that Danielson uh, Roos match. But this match was pretty damn good too. And I thought AR Fox stole the show in this match. I disagree with that. Yeah. Um, Not my. I know it's not your. It's not my key, but I was thoroughly entertained. Shep likes the big guys. Uh, No. (laughs) Not necessarily. Um, You know. Sinks his best friend. (laughs) I was just trying to get me fired up. He is. He is. He's digging it in. The, you know, there was a point in the middle of the match towards the end where all six guys were hitting moves. Yeah. And you had a referee just standing in the corner. It's Knox. What do you expect? Oh, God. Skeletor, I just don't like you. I don't like you. Give me a pair of pants that fits. Get, get... It, it, ever since you brought that to my attention, Indy, every time he's on TV, I just look at his pants. <laughs> I can't. can't. You know, before long, um, I think we're going to have to have some KOP pants on KOP shop. Kicking out shop. Forgot the website for a minute. Did you just send it to Knox's house? Yeah, just somebody can buy pants for Knox and send it to him. (laughs) That would be Red KOP in the ring. (laughs) But you were saying, what what was that? You were talking about the spot where they're all in the ring together? Yeah, like... We had we had all six guys in the ring, and they're all doing I wouldn't call them finishing moves, but they're doing high spots on each other, and it, and it was entertaining. Don't me wrong; I'm sure a live crowd just was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" But again, it wasn't a true I know. wrestling match. Yeah. Again, I didn't I didn't hate this match at all, but I didn't love it. I didn't love it like the first match or. At all, or I didn't love it like the Danielson match and Roosh match. I didn't hate it, I just didn't like it. Yeah, I mean, that's I fair. That's fair. I just I was really impressed by AR, AR Fox because I knew what the others could do. I, uh, I, but, I agree, I agree. But he held his own. And, I, and if I don't know how old Omega is, but I think AR Fox is older than anybody in that ring, yeah, which Callis kept calling him a kid. I'm like, he's not a kid, he trained Austin Theory, he's not a kid. Callus, um, he, he yeah. trained Austin Theory. He's best friends with uh, MVP. Right. I think he's worked with him a lot. Right. But there was that well, sequence. He did that dive over the ropes into the group. Went on the other side over the ropes. Went to the. I mean, he just kept going back and forth, and then he hit Omega with the uh, um, the moon salt. I'm like, Jesus. Yeah. But. Yeah. Well, see, here's the thing. Callus is one of those guys uh, that uh, likes to call anybody younger than him a kid. So, you're right. It, it, I mean, they could be like three months apart in age, and Callus is going to call him a kid. You're right. You're right. It's a good point. So, good point. I don't know. He just seems like one of those guys to me. Yeah. Well, and, you know, they were teasing that thing with him and Takeshka for a while, and we haven't seen mm-hmm. that lately. So. No, because now he's working with uh, Danielson and yeah, um, um, yeah, MJF. And we lost Shep's camera. It looks like uh, yeah. I don't I know don't if he can still hear, hear us. Either. He, he might have dropped off for a little bit, but uh, we'll keep rolling along, and hopefully he'll rejoin us here momentarily. Oh, I'm sure he will. 
Um, towards the end of the match, uh, Omega was looking for the one wing angel, but Fox reversed it with a roll up. Omega kicked out of that. And the two were trading pinfalls back and forth until Omega finally held Fox down long enough to retain the titles. So, yeah. And, um, I mean, there were a lot of good close falls in this. Sure. You knew how this was going to go, but there right. were enough spots in there that you're like, ooh, maybe, maybe. Well, my question to you is what's next for the elite? Ah, see, that's what I'm still trying to figure out. Because, you know, the House of Black teased that they were coming for him. We saw that in Indy when uh, they attacked uh, Cutler. And then they, hey, it's Shep. And then uh, we haven't seen anything House of Black-wise since then. I don't know why those guys aren't on TV every week. At least if they're not in the ring, do a vignette with them or a promo or something. Um, yeah, I mean, all right, let's get through Revolution. Let's put the trios on the line at Revolution. Against who? I really don't care. But then when the match is over, the lights go out, they come on House of Black, demolishes the elite. No, I like that. Uh, Ship, when I was asking Paul, I don't know if you heard this or not, what's next for the elite? They retain what who who's gonna face them? I mean eventually it's gotta be House of Black, but I don't want it too soon though. That's the thing. I don't well here's another thing. Nothing against Brody King. Mm-hmm. But Buddy Matthews is a heck of a performer. So is Alistair Black. Malachi. But it was Alistair. Yes. Yeah, Tommy, Tommy, and whatever you want to call him. Anyways, I mean, nothing against Brody King, but those two could be one heck of a tag team. And, 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 yeah, I, they're just because there's three of them in the House of Black, I, I, it's natural for them to go to the trios titles. Um, but right now, if you like, Obviously, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega are not going to stay together for a long time. Right. 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 They're going to do their individual things. 100% get that. So, yeah, you you let them, you know, pass the belts on to the House of Black. But then again, AEW's done a very poor job building up trios things. So, are you going to hold, you going to let House of Black hold it for 700 days? Okay, you go for it, but and, and I'm think I'm thinking we'll see House of Black probably take it off eventually, but I'm thinking that's probably double or nothing or around mm-hmm. that time. So I'm just trying to think here in a month at Revolution who faces them. I they're got to go through a feud fast. I mean, I don't I don't know. I mean, and maybe it's something you don't even build a feud. Maybe you say we'll accept any challenge, and some gonna be the firm, it. isn't it? No, I, I, if if we're not gonna get House no of Factory Revolution, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I can see, I can see uh, New Japan sending over a trios. I hadn't thought of that. You know, the wingman. Yeah. No, nah, give me, give me, uh, Jesus. <laughs> but what's 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 Osprey in with the other guys? The Empire, something United Empire, United Empire, United Empire. Right? That'd be awesome. Yeah, That'd give, be awesome. Give, give me those guys. Well, Osprey did just say he wants to grow it. Yeah, well, no, and you you have the history between Osprey and and Omega with Kenny's the, got his title. 
yeah, the New Japan USA title. So yeah, give me give me that before we drop the belts to House of Black. Yeah. yeah. That's just that's my one like title feud right now. I'm like, I don't know who they face. Or, or do you do you do you have them go over House of Black in March and then in is it May or June? We May. have forbidden door in you. Well that'll that'll be June. Well that'll be May or June. June. June, because double or nothing's May. Yeah. So I mean, you have them hold it through two, uh, two pay per views, and then I just hate. Like, I feel like this is their second chance with the House of Black, and they can't screw it up this time because they screwed it up the first time, and they, you know, some of them wanted out of the company. So I don't know. The crowd wants know? to like them. I mean, we will never really know the truth, but I think so. Or I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't see. I don't see a lot of this in AEW, but. Do you have uh, Osprey cost the elite the trio's championship to the House of Black? I don't want to weaken the House of Black at all, but do you have Osprey come back and get his revenge on Kenny, cost him the trio's title, and then you have the elite versus the United Empire moving forward? Interesting thought. Yeah, I hadn't thought of New Japan at all until you brought it up. Or, um, you know, maybe we don't even see House of Black get in the trio's right. picture at all. Kind of like Shep said, you know, you put Brody in singles competition and then you have Buddy and Black as a tag team. Or you could even do, you could pay off the feud with Eddie Kingston and have Malachi and Eddie one-on-one at Revolution. Yeah. Eddie was uh, stirring some stuff on social media. Oh, he's not MJF. When fan. isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's funny, though. He's like, I'm going to get emailed by the office about the pillar. And then, like, 30 minutes later, yep, see, I told I you love, to talk about the pillar. I love that he put the uh, the HR lady for all the – he named her. Her name, yep. her name is. He's like, yep. I'm going to get a call from her. You can't say this about our world champion. I'm going to say, like, I don't yep. care. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. And, and part of me is thinking he's setting us up for an MGF feud this year. But. Yeah, I could I could see that. And, and no offense to Eddie. Yeah. I don't know if his style and MGF mesh um, for a pay-per-view. A dynamite, yeah. absolutely. Um, but, yeah, at, at some point, MJF is going to need a filler. So, mm-hmm. uh, and there's, I don't know if there's, if there's, if you called a Paul Heyman on the AEW side, it had to be Eddie. Mm-hmm. Those two guys just shoot from the hip. Eddie, a little bit more crazier than Paul, because Paul uh, protects the business. Eddie just don't give it, you know what? And he's going to say what he wants. So, nope. True, and there's probably a reason that Eddie took so long to get on national television, and it's because of his attitude. But, yep. Well, here's something interesting. Um, he was an impact. Yes, he was, but not in a group. No, but what's funny is I watched. Uh, it was uh, between last episode and this episode of KOP. Uh, I watched 
the the group he was with debut and they listed off the two other individuals and they said and he's with some random guy and I'm like well it's Eddie Kingston that was a Latin American exchange right yeah he was with no. it was with well he was, was eventually well yeah but uh, he was out there with uh, the cowboy can't think of his name now People, the internet's gonna hate me for that yeah, James Storm yeah. He worked with James Storm. Uh, I do believe that's who it was. Now I'm going to have to go look for it. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I I got nothing on this, so you're, you're, you're educating me here. Well, the original original James Storm tag team was him and Bobby Roode, right? And yeah, that was Beer Money. That was Beer Money. That was way back in that was the good old TNA days. That was after Bobby Roode was had a stand with Team Canada with Petey Williams and Scott Demore and. Yeah, All those guys. Petey Williams is awesome, by the way. He he's backstage at WWE, but his Canadian Destroyer, like he was original Canadian Destroyer. Exactly. That movie, yeah. that was awesome. Eric Young, remember Eric Young? Yeah, the Eric Young days back early, oh. early though he was entertaining. This yes, he was. Is you know what? T- TNA had it rock and roll for a couple of years, and then Dixie yeah. screwed it all up. Hogan and Bischoff and. Oh, yeah, it all, all started. Those. It all started when Jared was banging Angle's wife. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's damn true. <laughs> it all went downhill from there. <laughs> oh, is, that, is that PG? Oh, good lord! Hey, truth bomb. Uh, all right, mate. Paul, you're looking stuff up. Stuff up. Yes, I am. I'm still trying to find that all video. Right. I'll move on to the main event while you, you are do doing that. research. The main event tonight was the Acclaim defending their tag team titles against the Guns, Gun Club, the Ass Boys, whatever you want to call them. Pretty good match here back and forth. Crowds roll into it and rooting for the Acclaimed, of course. Max has some good raps tonight. Um, one point in the match, the ref got uh, elbowed. <laughs> I guess you're going to call it way out of the ring from the middle. That was the ring. <laughs> so and then uh austin's gonna go for the belts billy comes down something and here we go billy's gonna interfere he's gonna help the guns win but actually he stands up for the acclaimed colton then hits their dad billy with the belts um uh the claim gets the advantage he gets the ref awake but then colton clears out caster from the ring hits bowens with the belt then Austin gets the uh, one, two, three roll up, and new tag team champions, the Guns. Mm-hmm. Death Crew Council. That's what it was. Sorry. First, I'm hearing of this. I'm I'm edu- getting educated tonight. So Eddie Kingston and James Storm were in a faction together. Yes, James Storm, Brom, and Kingston. Total nonstop. Who was the second one? Brom. R A M. Yeah, Brom. Brom was uh, engaged to Charlotte Flair, and then there was a domestic dispute between the two, and that's why Brom and her never got married. Uh, then Andrade swooped in, and then well, there were some guys before that. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm hey, that, is it sad? The only reason I know of Brom. And I didn't watch him in TNA or Impact or whatever. The only reason I know of him is because I know Charlotte Flair was engaged, maybe engaged, but there was encounters uh, with with her and uh, 
Hearn Brom. Yeah, that's the only reason I know about him. And then he sh- he he showed up in NWA of late. And I can't think it. It's Thomas Lattimore, right? I'm gonna look this guy up. Isn't it Brom Thomas Lattimore in NWA? Um, oh yeah, yeah, he is Tom Lattimore. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. So Eddie Kingston, <laughs> Eddie Kingston, Brom, and and Storm, like Death Crew Council. I mean, you must have had a pile of shit in the corner and said, "Let's throw it together." Yeah. And come on, <laughs> yeah. Those three could not be more opposite than peanut butter and spaghetti on a Wednesday night. I like both of those, but don't throw them together. Hey, somebody's out there saying, why are these guys dogging on the fact that I eat my (laughs) spaghetti with peanut butter? I don't Uh, But yeah, go look up uh, Death Crew Council sometime. You got to watch the video because the commentary makes it when they take off their masks. They're like, oh, it's James Storms. It's Brom and some other guy. (laughs) It's priceless. But the guns, the guns, <laughs> the yeah. guns, tag team champs. You know, I don't, I don't like it. Hidden drop. I don't like it. I think it's uh, too soon to take the belts off the acclaimed. They're so freaking over. Well, they had it since all out or the um, Grand Slam, which was in I, September. Yeah, I think it popped up twenty weeks that they've had so, it. So that's about normal. It seems like for. AW to have somebody hold the actually that's about the maximum they'll have them hold the tech titles but I think it's a placeholder for a turning FTR because the last time we saw FTR well we didn't even see him on TV the guns held a funeral for them yeah and but Dax came out and said they asked that they their contract ends in April and he asked that they could stay off TV until April mm-hmm. right which is fine. Right. But today, around two or three o'clock, Dax says, Man, I miss pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Last minute call. You know, I, it's fine if you keep him off the April. I'm not saying throw him in the mix right now for revolution. I'm thinking more double or nothing. So well, bring him back at revolution. Put the guns in a match. I know I'm going post match. People keep coming back. I know this is the second time I've said it for revolution, <laughs> but it's FTR. Think about it. Just the possibility that FTR could come back and challenge the guns. That's going to send the numbers up. That's like Punk maybe showing up in Chicago type buys. Well, I think at Revolution will have a rematch. With mm-hmm. the- I do too. And then maybe you have uh, you have Billy turn there. And then that sets up a a uh, reunion or becoming of FTR and they come back. So yeah. uh, I don't know. They swerved me tonight because I thought Billy was gonna turn, even though I was telling you guys, you know, that scissor me daddy shirt still one of the top sellers. But then once again they have the guts beat up their dad. So I'm like, wouldn't make sense for him to now side with them anytime soon. They made a lot of money off that t shirt by the way. Yes they have. Yes they have. So Dang, that'd be a that'd be hell of an angle going into it. They're going, hey, you guys, we hate you guys so much. You know, 
you made all this money off our dad. We didn't get a dime of that, you know? Because they already kind of went down that hole a week or two ago. You know, our dad was never around. You know, he was deep in a pill bottle and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. And now he's with you guys and not with us. So we're still not seeing him. Yeah. It it is crazy how they fast-tracked the guns, though, so much in a year. Um, FTR did it, man. I know. Those those guys are obviously in their mid to late twenties, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't like the title change. I'll tell you that right now. I don't like the title. I don't change. think the crowd liked it. I don't think anybody liked it. Well, the crowd was just absolutely dead at the end. So, and they didn't even celebrate. That's the weird thing. Like yeah. even commentary was like, the lack of celebration concerns me. No, they grabbed the titles and ran up the stage. And looked yeah. at their dad the whole time. Yeah, they're like, oh, they're too worried about what their dad's doing in the ring to even celebrate. Well, the timing was a little off at the closing of the show. And I think it goes back to what you and I were talking about, Paul, before Austin joined us, before we started recording, was I think because the women's match was kind of a little short, the timing was just a little off there. So, Yeah. But, of course, you know, they, they swerved me again because they kept focusing I on know. the stage so much. Like, the guns weren't even in center frame. Mm-hmm. The stage was. I'm like, all right, here comes FTR. Mm-hmm. I kind of thought the same thing. Because, I mean, it's going to take nothing to for TK to see a tweet and go, you guys want to come on out here? We'll fly you out well, they're still under They're still under contract. I mean, Dak said I, that today on the podcast. So. I, don't, I don't see. I don't think you see him for a while. I don't either, because they they got to make their decision what they're going to do next, and they they've well, stated it's their last move of their careers. So. I don't. So what? Yeah. So what do you guys think they're going to do? I guess that's why I want to know. Like they're not going back to WWE. Okay. No. Explore. I think they're either going to do. Hold on, hold on. Let me stop. Let me let me stop. They're not going back to Radical. WWE as long as Vince is involved. If in the next 30 to 45, 60 days, they sell the company and it's not to the Saudis, it's not to Comcast, it's not, it's not to, to Tony Khan. Well, no, 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 easy, Paul. If it is a Tony Khan, they'd be open there. Well, yeah. I don't, I don't think they will go. Anywhere but AEW uh, because of the previous experiences they had. Now, I think they will do more. They, they, they talked about independence. So I think they will get a bigger contract, AEW, and still do their independence. And I think they got about a – I think they got about a five-year run. You know, Dax is 39, I think, 38, 39. Um, he's a young little pup, <laughs> you know, a 40 year olds are, are, are seasoned. <laughs> so uh, he's got another five years of, of, of doing it. So I don't see them going anywhere. I think right now TK is letting them rest, get healthy. Um, we have a ROH pay-per-view coming in. And they're going to have to do something with those tag titles. And unless Mark comes out Friday and says something completely crazy, which he could, 
It's Mark. It's Mark. He's a nut job, and I love him to death. <laughs> um, yeah. They're in, th- long story short, they're not going anywhere. I don't. I don't think so either. I think their relationship with Tony's pretty good. He's treated him really well, especially the past year. And I think even though the title picture is all over the place, I think AEW's got the best tag team roster on the planet. Mm-hmm. They're, they're the only guys that they're the only company that pushes tag right tag team wrestling. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been on record that Vince hates tag team wrestling. Dax said it. Mm-hmm. He didn't like it. He's got one of the best tag teams under his belt over there in the Usos too. Well, besides oh, them, they got nothing. Can, can we ever dream the Usos versus FDR? Well, well, Dax today, and I'm trying not to spoil anything for you guys if you haven't listened to it all. He named some of his five dream matches, and that's one of them. Yeah. I mean, if we, we were talking two, three months ago, I always wanted Usos versus Briscoes. I know. I and, know. Yep. It's one we never got. And we should have. We never got, and we should have. Um, but, but, but he also said FTR Bucks three needs to happen sometimes. So. It'll happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's kind of your hint. I mean, he he's gone on record saying you know they'll talk about where they're going and they won't make any decisions. But then to say some of the things he said about right. you know Bucks FTR three needs to happen or will happen kind of gives you that okay you're gonna you're gonna take some time off of tv we'll see you in the fall he's saying today this is that he's been off a month now and he says like the first time in a, he's had a month off in like a decade he, he was he was pumped about it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he said yeah he said they hit the road hard for 10 to 12 years and yep he goes i don't know what to do with myself today you know it w- wasn't a workout day he spent the whole day with his his uh, wife and daughter and he was just like now I'm doing a podcast and he I'm said he's I'm looking forward to tequila time. He said he's throwing off his family's algorithm because yeah. his wife and daughter have a schedule and now he's throwing it all off. So yeah. I've done that too. I mean there's been many times where I came home and I was like like you're not supposed to be home. Get get the heck out of here. I'm, I'm sure I don't want to hang out with you. We all get oh, yeah. our schedules. So I love walking in the door early and everybody's like, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> a good show tonight. I'm interested in your guys' ratings. All right. I'll go first. All right. All right. Uh, I went pretty high for this one. Uh, it got an 8.9 out of me. You stole my rating, you bastard. Ah, you should go first. That always happens to me when I go last. Hey. I had a this is high for me, okay? So he's going like seven nine. I would I would have been really close to Paul if it wasn't for the women's match. And I'm I hope I don't people don't say I'm prejudiced or whatever, but no, no. I, uh I got eight four. Now Tanner's gonna land somewhere in between the two of you our took numbers. My eight nine. I had eight nine during the show. I was showing him like eight, it's gonna be eight nine tonight. Uh, but I'm not agreeing with you, Paul, because I don't do that. Um, I, I, I really enjoyed a lot about the show. I really liked the in-ring work tonight. Wish House of Black was on there. I'm just really been a big House of Black fan lately. Um, and I wanted some more set and stone matches for Revolution to come out of tonight. Maybe we get that Friday. All that said, I'll go notch below at 8-8. Eight, eight. 
I'll, 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 right. cop out. I'll cop out there. Well, see, I was going to go 9-1, but because we didn't get any matches for Revolution, I, I had to bring it back. If we would have gotten something else set up for Revolution, or FTR would have came back at the end of the show, it would have been 9-1. That's still our highest score yet this year, for all three combined. So. Oh, he's got it written down. No, I just know off the top of my head. <laughs> well, yeah, because none of us ever go in the eights, eights too often. And, I don't go in the eights a lot. And I don't creep towards the nines. Uh, yeah. Paul did at first. When we started doing reggies, Paul was like low nines a lot. Well, yeah. Scale the back. Scale the back. Well, that's, that's – I think Shep and I kind of talked about this last week. I think it was maybe. I don't know. It was somewhere. Uh when KOP first started, I mean, we were just so excited to have something else to watch that right. wasn't yeah. Stanford. Everything was high right. for us then. And then, then you know, we kind of started coming to and realizing, all right, here's where it really is. And, the, well, the honeymoon phase. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Well, Paul, when we started this in 2021, it was still the daily place era was still going on. But we were starting yeah. to get Forbidden Door. I mean, they were starting to do the impact stuff with Omega. Um, we got Kinta came in. I mean, we got we were starting to get some other people showing up. So we were we were pumped because we thought the impact thing was going to be huge. It really hey, turned hey, out. To be. Yeah. Not to interrupt you, Tanner. Yep. We're coming. I know we're coming to WrestleMania weekend, but there's a huge New Japan talent that's a free agent that has signed a bunch of matches in America for uh, WrestleMania weekend. That's Ibushi. Yep. I mean, yep. he, he's working with uh, Speedball, Mike Bailey. Speedball's working with everybody that Dude, weekend. Speedball's working with was it Osprey? Osprey, then Ibushi, and then uh, Viking. Then Viking the next day. Yeah, Viking's a nut. I watched him in South Bend. He jumped off the yeah. the brick, whatever. Um, I don't even know what you call that thing. Scaffolding, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I, I think we see Ibushi eventually, not full-time in AEW, but they'll they'll get him there. Yeah, thank you. Pay for appearance. Yeah, he's got to show up at some point. But... Too much of a story yeah. there with Kenny. They got to get the Golden Lovers mm-hmm. reunion. Go, is it Golden Lovers? Or, was it the Golden Lovers or Golden Blondes? Golden Lovers. Golden Lovers. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So too, too much history there. So they got to. Gotta get that because then you even had Abushi and the Bucks were a trios team for a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. uh, WrestleMania weekend with all the independent stuff going on and uh, AEW letting some talent work that weekend. Obviously, I mean Moxley Mm -hmm. back in uh, GCW with Bloodsport. Then you got you got ROH that Friday night. I didn't. I didn't yeah. think. I didn't think we'd see Mox in UCW for a long time. I didn't either. So, but it's crazy, crazy weekend there. Wrestling, mm-hmm. a lot to watch. All right, wrestler of the night. Shep goes first. I go second. Paul goes last. Oh, you bastard! <laughs> I am so torn. There's a lot to pick from tonight. I am so darn torn, but I'm going to go with my gut, and it's MJF. It was kind of a show tonight. Not only because of his match, but the promo put the cherry on the top. Dynamite was MJF tonight. It wasn't AEW. It was MJF Dynamite. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
and and I love Takeshna, I love Danielson, I love Roosh tonight, but I, those guys didn't have a promo like MJF. You're right. Yeah, I hate to be the the first guy that you know just picks the obvious one, right? Yeah, but I I got to, all right. Well, I I normally I like to go with the main eventers, but I'm not going with the guns tonight because no. They won dirty. No. I'm not doing that. Um, I'm gonna go Roosh and losing effort, but man, he was something tonight. Like yeah. I've watched him before, of course, but he was in another level tonight. In terms, I mean, that was a bloody violent match for a non pay per view match. That was one of the bloodiest violent matches I've seen. That was so scary. <laughs> There's only two guys you can pick, Paul. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's only two guys you can pick. Yeah, I love how you're both staring at me, and I'm probably not going to pick either one of them just to throw both of you off. Uh, absolute Ricky Starks. That did throw me off. One of them. I was, gonna, <laughs> I was not one of the two. Yeah, see? Uh, no, I mean, good showing. Um, three matches. One of them I don't think we can count as a match, but... He never seems to have a bad night. I mean, you know, he's he's got a bright future ahead of him. There was a sign that was in the crowd tonight, absolute future champion, and he is. So, I mean, I, I got it. I know he lost because Jericho hit the Judas effect, which we all knew he was going to do. But, yeah, I'm going to go with Starks. I thought his boy Andretti would come out for the save. I know I keep calling out people for not coming out and saving their buddies, but. Yeah, that wasn't a spot for Andretti. Um, he would be outnumbered anyways. I would have loved to see him beat Garcia and then protect Sammy. Except Danny, Danny's taking a lot of L's. He is. He is. But Tony never gives Sammy L's. Have you noticed that Tony Khan really predicts Guevara? But but look at he does. look at Sammy's social media presence and his mm-hmm. blog and yeah, you got to protect him over Danny Garcia. You're right, You're right. Against Danny yeah. Garcia, but <laughs> did you see Garcia's tweet today though? Earlier, either one of you, he said they were going to run train against Starks tonight on national television. <laughs> yeah. It's- you can't say that, man. Well, he did. He did. He I know. He don't care either. He's another one. He doesn't care. I mean. Oh, and um, big shout out to Top Flight for wrestling and not getting injured again. Yeah. yeah. I will keep giving them props every time they show up and don't get injured on Dynamite. One thing I forgot to mention, and it wasn't on the notes on Wrestling Inc., is we got a hook appearance, and he got uh, oh, Chef's yeah. boy Stokely in a little arm bar. Yeah, because I was talking about. You need a medical. You need a medical. Poor little feller. Yeah, because we were talking about, uh, uh, yeah, her again. I already forgot Lexi her name. Here. Lexi. And when you gave me the fact that she's engaged to Big Bale, now checking on Stokely made more sense. And she's Diamond's daughter. Yeah. Which, speaking of Diamond Dallas, AR Fox hit like 18 cutters tonight. Everybody you know, hits cutters now. You know. I know. Here's the thing. I like I like Diamond. I like his uh Bang. Well, I like his documentaries. They're very entertaining. He does well. I know he means well with you know going after Jake the Snake and 
He had one for Scott Hall. Razor Ramon. Uh, Scott Hall. Bob but, Bagwell's latest, I think. Yeah. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> uh, I, you I, you I, gave him the green light and he won't drop it. Nope, nope. I'm I'm trying to be respectful. Uh you know, his mom called Jim Ross and said, You're treating my boy bad. But anyways. My boy's sick today. He can't come to TV tapings. Judy Bagwell on the pole match. Yeah, well, <laughs> you can stay up there. And Forklift, whatever the hell she was at. Russo. Uh, oh, we got the name again. But I I will, if all of a sudden <laughs> DDP says Big Bill can be my son-in-law, I'm going to lose a shit ton of respect. Like, <laughs> like no way, dude. Big Bill. Stop. It's just the only way he, he can do it is if he says fine, but has to give him a cutter first. And no. he has to survive all the classes of DDP yoga, and he's got to do it in under a week. Well, Big Bill can't do no yoga. What? Seven two. My yeah. thing is like <laughs> Morrissey literally said the table was getting pitched names. He thought Big Bill was the perfect name. He agreed to it. Yeah, like Big Cass was fine. You know, even Morrissey, that's better than Big Bill. Think Lexi helped come up with that name? I don't know. I'll let you all just take that however you want. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. (laughs) Yeah, I'm over. (laughs) Just get him off my television. Yep. Firm wasn't on tonight, so we're good there. And I'm okay with it. Give it time. It's going to be Big Bill and Satnam Singh one-on-one. Loser leaves their height behind. Wait, if it's on Dynamite, <laughs> I will fast forward and let you guys recover it later on the night. I'm not watching. I'm telling you right now, I'm not watching it. I don't want to see that match. I mean, I don't think anybody yeah. wants to see that match. Satnam Singh's the next great colleague, right? No, he really is. Oh, but wait. Vince would want to see that match. I mean, if Satnam Singh all of a sudden starts making out with Beth Phoenix, well, I quit. I, I'm just laughing about Rick Ali because SRS was talking one time. He said one of his favorite stories I ever heard was Greg Kali in a battle royal was trying to see how far he could throw guys. <laughs> he started throwing Bill. Yeah, like he just started cussing to see how far he could throw guys. It was like a competition for him, and like guys were like getting hurt because he just chucking guy. He didn't understand. Oh god! So I've got the perfect match: Satnam Singh, Big Bill, Pujami Prison match. I've seen a Pujami Prison match live. Is awful. Yeah. Undertaker, yeah. Big Show, Great Eight. American Bash, Oh Six, terrible. As long as it's in the Indianapolis, we're all right. Terrible. I couldn't drink yet. I was way too young. I needed I needed beer for that. It was awful. I couldn't see. I was so pissed. Like I finally seen the Undertaker, and I can't see in the ring because this stupid bamboo structure. <laughs> that whole pay per view sucked. You got me fired up now. Yeah. <laughs> well, Damn it. well, I Elevated failed to get you, times. I, I failed to get Shep fired up tonight to get him to drop the bomb that you said he could because you gave him the green light. But hey, I got Tanner fired up, so uh, I'll take it. I'm 50 50. Supposed to be Bobby Lashley against Finley for the U.S. title. He gets elevated in liver enzymes. So then I get William Regal against Fit Finley in the crowd chance, boring the whole match. And then it's supposed to be Mark Henry versus Batista. Batista's come back from injury. 
Mark Henry tears his ACL that weekend. Smackdown. Like hole. Yeah. I'm still pissed about it. Back in 06, I was pissed off. Went from like, supposed to be a great pay-per-view to like a C minus. C minus generous. I did see a bra and panties match. Yeah. Okay. I was what? your age, oh, you were. Oh, six, I was 14. I just graduated <laughs> high school. <laughs> oh, six, I was. Uh... I was going into high school. Fuck. Sorry. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> yes. Took an hour 30. But we... <laughs> uh, 06, I was like 23 4. So <laughs> screw you guys. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was perfect. Tanner's 15 years old watching the brawls and pains, man. Hell yeah. And you're in your 20s, probably. Uh, twenty four. Actually, twenty four. I'm. I think I got engaged <laughs> for the first time. It was a dumbass mistake, but yeah. Well, chances are you probably were watching the pay per view, but you were so many drinks oh, deep no, at no, that no. point you don't remember it. Actually, yeah. I, no, I I remember watching the pay per view. I did absolutely. I wanted to go to it. I never forget. It was in you know Banker's Life, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Seco Field House, or whatever it was back then. Yep, and I was all about it. Obviously, didn't go. And um, back then, I was a beer drinker, probably just slamming beers. Uh, probably, I don't, I don't drink beer anymore. Beer's not not fun. Make beer's you, not good for you. Makes you look all swollen mm-hmm. in your face. But uh, we don't need help with that, Chip. No, no, we don't. Uh, yeah, no, I remember watching it. Didn't realize a fourteen-year-old Tanner was in the. In the crowd back then. Of course, I probably didn't know Tanner back then. I didn't know Tanner existed back then. So you get get on Peacock, go to Batista's match, and he is on the turnbuckle closest to the hard cam. When he gets up poses, pause, you'll see me right in the background. That's a lot of work. I know, but I am right in the background. Like so I was like That's 14th row. And the Peacock channel crashes half the time. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. But yeah. So, all right, fun show, fun pod tonight, boys. Before we enter any more rabbit holes, I think it's uh, I think it's time that I say those magical words, boys. And don't forget to follow the Kicking Out Podcast on all social media at Kicking Out Pod. Be sure to listen to the Kicking Out Podcast wherever it is you listen to your podcasts. And if that happens to be Apple Podcast, leave us that five star rating because we will be five star K O P. I mean, we're already 200 plus in. Oh, he had to go get it. We're already 200 plus in Canada thanks to uh, Shep climbing the ladder in Canada. Them Canadians, and I'm thinking it's more of the female audience in Canada. They love this chap. If it wasn't for me, Canada wouldn't know what KOP was, but they love me. I want some Labatt Blue. Come on. Ooh, I do love me some Labatt Blue. Tanner, I almost made it through the clothes for the first time in like, you know, six weeks without Wait, a, a rabbit hole. Sorry about Labatt Blue. And and Paul, you were a little young for this, or Tanner might be. Tanner would understand this. So back when uh, I did some color commentary for WROI, mm-hmm. which Paul, you you uh, 
partake there a lot. <laughs> just nice Monday paychecks. through, just <laughs> yeah. every day. <laughs> so, um, 08, 09, the Rochester High School boys make uh, regionals. We uh, win the morning game. I had a baseball fantasy draft in between the morning game and the afternoon game, and I had to do it uh, at a Wi-Fi hotspot in Plymouth, Indiana. Did you go to Wings Federal? Uh, it could be. Well, I drank a six-pack of Labatt Blue during the fantasy draft and then turned around came back and called the uh, – championship regional game and i was a little animated no not you oh i mean no. i'll never forget my my famous call was that was bruce grim jr from argus hitting three <laughs> but i had about six labat blues in me and i called one of the best games of my life and it was a great night so labat blue if you want to sponsor the podcast I like to drink Labatt Blue on top of the tequila and the vodka, too. Um, if Labatt will sponsor the podcast, I'll drink six during oh. the first podcast that they're sponsoring. Labatt Blue, I will drink. Then we'll go down some big rabbit holes. Yeah, uh, that'll be like a four-hour podcast. <laughs> we better not do it on a Wednesday night because, you know, all of us have to work on Thursday mornings. I will do it on Wednesday. I don't, I'm not scared. I can wake up right here and walk over right here. Shep makes his own hours. You do whatever you want. I got to be in there at 6 a.m. All right. I'm still one. I'm still one. Keep pressing those dials right here. But if Kettle doesn't want to sponsor Labat Blue, I'll take your sponsorship, dog. If you are interested in uh, sponsoring the Kicking Out podcast, hey, just follow Tanner on social media at TannerLee92. He'll hook you up with all the details. He's got all the information on how to do it. Yeah, he's going to click. You know, here's the thing. We don't even have to mention his uh, predictions because he won't be on the show when we make predictions. Oh, I'm sending them in. So it could come down to you and I, and I could just forget to mention them. I'm sending them in. Don't worry. I'm giving you guys a chance by going on vacation for two weeks. He's going on vacation. He's getting married. He's doing all this yada, yada, yada stuff. But Labatt Blue, really, we're top two in Canada. Like, Come on. Come on. Uh, Yeah, just hit Tanner Lee up before he goes on vacation or when he gets back. But, uh, yeah, you can also check out the uh, KOP merch store at kickingoutshop.com and uh, get yourself some great merchandise, support a great podcast, and look great doing so. I already gave Tanner's uh, social media, but, again, it's TannerLee92. And, yes, he is the KOP Predictions Champion. For all of you listening on Apple Podcast, he keeps holding it up and smacking it like he's, you know, big shit or something. But, anyway... (laughs) Um, don't forget to follow Austin Shepard at the Shep 27. Follow myself at Paul Zartman 921. And with that, for Tanner Lee and Austin Shepard, I'm Paul Zartman. Join us again next week as we kick out yet another podcast. <laughs>